today on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to be talking about the NXT takeover from Portland that happened last night. And also, Minoru Suzuki talking about the distinguishing the titles in New Japan. He is not happy with the titles, the way they're being used, and we will be talking about that. That and much more, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, guys. Hey, I'm back with another new episode, and we're going to be talking about the NXT TakeOver at Portland that happened last night. For you guys who didn't see it, well, I suggest you not to listen to this podcast tonight because this is what we're going to talk about, the NXT TakeOver. I haven't done an NXT TakeOver since August of review, since I think August of last year. Uh, but the first match of the night was Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijakovic. This match was awesome from the beginning. This was for the North American title match. And this match, uh, I don't know. These guys are huge guys, and they were doing stuff that Cruiserweight do. Uh, this match was back-and-forth match, and it was hard-hitting, ground-and-pound match. I mean, these guys were doing things that, uh, I mean, i seen one match between these two individuals. And NXT, I think it was the beginning of uh, September of last year, um, to open up NXT. And at first when I saw Keith Lee doing his move, I'm like, this guy's 320 pounds. And he moves in that ring like he's 220. And he's doing things that we got. You know, it's amazing. And, and Donovan, uh, Donovan doesn't stay behind for a big guy. He's like probably 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, and he's doing incredible stuff. I mean, it, it, it was... There was so much things happening in that match that I couldn't sit down and write down every move by move. But what I can tell you is, um, as far as this match, is that, you know, Keith Lee won this match. He did pin um, Donovan. and But it goes to show you that these guys should not be moved from NXT. They should stay in the gold brand. Don't move them up to Raw or SmackDown. Because if you do that, then you're damaging NXT, and then you're going to damage these guys. Because when they come up to the roster, these guys are not going to be the same. we already seen them what happened to Ricochet. We have seen them what happened to Andrade. We have seen to all the NXT guys that gone up and they've never been the same ever since that. Finn Balor was a great example. He was like the longest NXT champion, and they brought him up. He, he won the Universal title, but then only to give it up the following day because Seth Rollins and his careless self got him hurt. So what I'm saying is Keith Lee, let's do Keith Lee. He keeps impressing me over and over and over again. I mean, his showing at the Royal Rumble was awesome. Him and Brock facing each other. That could be a great match in the future. But this match between Keith Lee and, and I mean, one point, I mean, Donovan went and had um Keith Lee on his shoulder. He was trying to do something, but Keith Lee's so heavy, he had to let him go, let him drop. Because otherwise, both wrestlers would have got hurt. But Keith Lee wins this match. He retains the North American title. 
I don't know who's going to be his next challenger. But right now, he's going to be a dominant North American champion in NXT. That's all I got to tell you. Then we had the women's street fight between Tega Knox and Dakota Kai. This match was from beginning violent, from the beginning. Dakota uh, attacked Tega the minute she came out. Uh, Tega came out. Dakota went from behind and attacked her. Um, I mean, there was a one point in this match when they started taking out the garbage can. They started taking out all this other stuff. Uh, Tega was Tega was sitting on the ring apron and the edge of the ring apron, and Dakota smacked the bricks out of Knox with the top lid of the garbage can. The pieces came out of it. I don't know what came out of it, but I know he she smacked it real hard. It was just crazy. But um, as the match continued, um, somebody um, laptop was taken by Knox, and Knox went and took that laptop and blasted Kai right on her knee with the laptop. And this, um, and it looked like, you know, uh, Tegan Knox was going to win this match. I mean, the woman went violent. She was beating her with the chairs. And at one point, she, uh, Tegan took the, the, um, the uh, table, brought it in the ring, laid Dakota Kai on top of the table, Put a chair wrapped around her neck. As Tegan was going up to the ropes, um, Raquel Gonzalez, never seen this girl, never heard of her, popped out of nowhere and pretty much grabbed Tegan and double, it was like she grabbed her by her neck and it was like a double choke slam type move. But when she dropped her on the table, the table didn't break and it was a bad landing for Tegan. And with that move, that took Dakota to come out of nowhere, and she ends up pinning uh, Tega Knox in this match. And it was just like, what in the world happened? You know, Raquel uh, Gonzalez looks like a big girl. She looks built, built. She looks like she's on incredible shape. But I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna go with that. She's gonna be part of uh, like a bodyguard for Dakota. Who knows? But it was a bad landing for Tegan. It was real bad. We'll be right back after this. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And the next match was Finn the Prince Balor versus Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano in a match where these these men went at it on a high energy level. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to tell you what happened blow by blow, whatever. I'm just going to tell you how I felt about this match, uh, my opinion on this match. This match was great. I'm sorry, Finn Balor looked like the old Finn Balor from 2013 in New Japan. Yeah, the old Finn, uh, Prince Devitt, if you want to call him. Um, Johnny Gargano, of course, he is a great, great wrestler. And these two guys went at it. I mean, at one point, I mean, this was a violent match. Let me tell you something. The, the, you know, um, these guys went at it from the beginning to the end. And, and at one point, 
um, Gargano tried to, um, I think he tried to drop Balor on the, one of the announcer tables, but didn't work. And instead, Balor went and caught Gargano and laid him out on top of the table. I think it was the Spanish announcement table. And he jumped from one announcing table to the other and double kicked Johnny Gargano from the top of the um, table. And Gargano landed messed up. He landed by the railing. But he was on top of the table, guys. That's what I'm talking about. He double kicked him. Like usually what uh, Balor does, he double kicks a wrestler to the corner and then he does the, the coup de gras. Well, he double kicked Gargano while he was standing in top of the announcing table where Gargano flew to probably cross five to ten feet away from the announcer table landing back on the um on his back on the railing. Um, that pretty much set up um, for uh, Gargano to get set up for the Bloody Sunday, which now they call it uh, what's it, 1916. Now they call it NXT. I still call it Bloody Sunday DDT, and that's how Finn Balor won this match. Um, Balor looks great. I haven't seen Balor since he uh, betrayed Gargano. That's how long I haven't watched NXT, but... Um, this, the more I kept seeing NXT last night, the more I kept saying I missed NXT TakeOver. And this is the reason why I say WWE is still on the map because of NXT. If NXT was not around, guys, I'll tell you right now, they will be in so, so much trouble. NXT last night, from the first three matches that I just played, was had me like off the edge of the chair because these matches were great. Um, and I usually don't talk highly about NXT. And I mean, not that I got anything in NXT, but I really don't do anything of NXT. I usually probably may do a takeover here and there. But NXT, this is what I say. The uh, Wednesday Night War, no such thing. People just making this up as they go. Wrestling fans uh, just want something to be part of. Um, but NXT, as the three matches, those matches were great. Then we had the Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. This was another match that was pretty good. Um, there were there were fans out there that were giving uh star ratings on it. They gave it, I think, a two point seven five. I think they should have given more. Um, this was pretty good. It was very physical, back and forth. With I mean, Bianca show that she is ready for the big show. This girl is awesome. I mean, the more I see her, the more the confidence. So you know, Rhea Ripley, that girl's a beast. I'm sorry, right now this I. This woman is just like, am I getting, I believe she was the first NXT UK champion, women's champion, I can believe. I may be wrong. I don't know. You guys NXT fans know better than I do, but Rhea Ripley did her thing also, but Rhea Ripley is still dominant and still doing her thing. Um, but there was a one point these girls started slapping each other in the corner. It was like a slap of done between both of them. And then Bianca went and swung her hair, smacked the bricks out of, um, uh, Rhea Ripley with her tail, and but at the end, Rhea Ripley was too much for Bianca, and she did the pump handle, um, the pump handle slam for the win, and she retains the NXT Women Champion afterwards. Who shows up? But no other than Charlotte, and Charlotte, being uh, Charlotte, comes and attacks Ripley, Ripley behind, tells her that she is challenging for the NXT. Women's champion. Now, this is the part that I don't get. So, you've done all your rings in the, in the Raw and SmackDown. Now, you want to come to NXT 
and challenge a champion. And the reason they did that was because nobody wants to see Charlotte versus Becky. Nobody wants to see Charlotte versus Bailey. It's been tiring. They, up, it's been garbage. So what better way to save Charlotte's career is bring her to NXT and challenge Rhea Ripley. And if they take away a belt from Rhea Ripley, I'm going to be so pissed off because Charlotte does not deserve no belt at all. You had your chances. You had everything you had to have. You had had your chances. There's no need for you to come out of nowhere and now and beat the queen of NXT now. Rhea Ripley is the future. This woman is hot as just hot right now. For WWE or NXT, whoever's behind that, to cut that uh, momentum from Rhea Ripley will be stupid. We'll be right back after this. And the next match was for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. What I call the last, the, the, the Red Dragon. I don't care what anybody says. Well, against the Bruiserweights, which it was Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. This match, um, in the beginning of the match, uh, Riddle started saying something about Bobby Fish, fried, fried fish, whatever. It was a nonsense thing, which did not make, was not funny to me. Um, so, but Riddle and Dunn dominated the beginning of the match. Um, it, you know, these guys went at it. Great tag team match. Um, everything you can imagine. I mean, he, there was points where we saw um, Undisputed Era uh, hit the, uh, I think, I forgot the finishing move, the Red Dragon, whatever they call it. Uh, the Last of the Dragon. And a couple of times, they were close to pinning Matt Riddle and, and Pete Dunn. But... Uh, these guys uh, show Matt Riddle and Dunn and show that they could go one-on-one with the the former IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the best tag team of the juniors back 2015-2016, the Red Dragons, I don't care what you guys say, the Undisputed Era, and they went toe-to-toe with them. Um, this was a great match, the way tag team should be in the main roster. I don't understand why NXT... It's, and it's part of WWE, and it's showing the roster, main roster, how to do tag team. This match was a great match because these guys went at it. There's nothing, nothing that was um, was left off of this match. It was a great storytelling of this uh, tag team. Like one of my friends from tab, Turnbuckle Tabloid claimed, it was a good story of a tag team match. And... Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, they won the Dusty Classic, and I knew it was not going to be a a good day for uh, O'Reilly and Fish because they're right now Riddle and Dunne are the hottest thing right now in NXT, so they were going to beat them anyway. So, uh, so they Riddle and Dunne became the NXT Tag Team Champions, and which is a good move, but it goes to show you though. Guess they kept Matt Riddle in the tag team scene because he's right now in hot water with McMahon and he won't be coming up the um, anytime soon to the main roster. So it goes to show you the pitiness of um, of McMahon, but then again Matt Riddle wrote his uh, you know his say make your bet you lie on it. So because of the stuff that he was doing over the summer, calling out Goldberg, um, calling out Brock, and I guess. McMahon didn't like that, so that leads to um, 
to um, you getting stuck in NXT and Triple H in return say, okay, you're going to be with me. Let me give you the tag team titles with Pete Dunne. And they were good. They look good. They look like they never, it's like, like they've been tag team champions for a long time. So, and uh, the next match after that was the NXT world title match. This was a very great match. They had me in the edge of the seat. Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT world title. Ciampa being methodical and beating the crap out of Cole during the beginning of the match, outside, early in the match. Adam Cole, um, at one point, catches Ciampa on a wheelbarrow and then slams him backwards to the announcer table. I thought he broke his neck. I mean, it was bad. I was like, oh, God. Um, but then, you know, through all that, you know, Champions went into control of the match by hitting a torture rack, um, uh, spin around, powerbomb, sit down for the two count. Um, of course, you know, you can't count out Adam Cole because Adam Cole comes back with his own stuff. He hit a Hiroshi Goroshi on Champa for a two count and it came back and forth. That's the way it was. Champa powerbombs Adam Cole on the announcer table, not once, but twice. And then Champa dropped, um, Adam head first on the edge of the ring. I, I was like, I thought he was done. But then, of course, they kept going in and out of the ring. And at one point, Adam Cole went and he did the Panama Sunrise outside the ring on Champa. But as Adam Cole throws Champa in the ring, Adam gets caught with a DDT. And he gets caught with a DDT um, and for a two count. This match was awesome. But then Roderick Strong pops out, and as soon as Roderick Strong is off, pops out, he's coming from the other side of the ring. Adam Cole and Champa are fighting on the other opposite side of the outside of the ring. And as Champa goes, throws in um, Cole in the ring. Fish and O'Reilly comes out of nowhere, jumps um, Champa. But it was just like the Undisputed Era kept attacking. Champa, but at one point, Champa took out the whole um, um, Undisputed Era. Then, but, but when he goes back in the ring, he gets three super kicks, a last shot, and he and Adam Cole still couldn't put Champa away. But then the referee gets knocked down. Of course, like, oh, it's, you know, this is going to happen. He hits uh, Champa, hits the fairy tale ending, but no referee. Johnny Gargano comes out. Now, before the referee got knocked out, uh, Adam Cole had asked Roderick Strong to give him the, the title. As Roderick Strong throws the title in the ring, he lives in the corner. So, like I said, now Champa has Adam Cole after he hit him with the fairy tale ending. Johnny Gargano comes out, he's in the corner, and as Champa was about to get the title to use it on Cole, Johnny Gargano stops him. And there's a tug of war between both of them, and then out of nowhere, Johnny Gargano blasts. Tommaso Ciampa with the belt. And then Adam Cole retains the belt after Johnny Gargano has Ciampa. And let me tell you something, this is going to be another classic between these two, Johnny Gargano and Ciampa. Two years ago, these guys, Ciampa was the heel, Gargano was the fan favorite. Now it's the other way around. Now Ciampa's the favorite, Gargano's the heel. So that's going to be classic. There's going to be a lot of takeover between these two. These two are going to kill each other again. And I'm going to be looking forward to it because I love their matches. Their matches are good. Their matches are strong. So that's going to be something to watch, guys. Something to watch. You're going to enjoy it. 
if you haven't seen the feud between Johnny Gargano and Champa the last couple of years, you're missing out. They headlined two, I think, takeovers, uh, I think 2018. And it was great. We'll be right back. And in other news, guys, um, this, this weekend I was able to sit down and actually watch some New Japan shows that I have missed, some Ring of Honor shows that I have missed. Uh, Ring of Honor, my take on that, they uh building. You could say it's just building. They had a, they got a couple of wrestlers in there that, that I was very uh, so uh, impressed. Some guy named Dan Hammerstein, something Hammerstones, Hammerstein, whatever his name is, and uh, Drew Drake, Draker, Draper, something like that. So they got a couple of new um, young guys in there. And of course, you know they got the veterans in there. Um, Marty Scroll still there. They could see the NWA now getting involved with the Ring of Honor again, which is great. That will help them tremendously. And um, I know Tamatanka, they uh, did an interview with him, and he said that uh, Ring of Honor right now is going through a transition, which I agree. They, you know, things got to be done. So, but. Um, they got a lot of shows coming up. They got the the past and the present. They got the uh, Supercar of Honor. They got the anniversary show. The anniversary show already announced Marty Scroll and Flip Gordon. They're gonna get a tag team title shot from um, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal. Um, uh, so that's gonna be good. Um, also news from New Japan: Minoru Suzuki says title should be distinguished. Put itself in, and New Japan put itself in the corner when they did the. Double gold dash at Wrestle Kingdom, which is true because now my question that I was, uh, like I said, I was watching uh, Kenta versus uh, Tazu and Naito for the um, for the double belts, the IWGP and the Intercontinental, and um, that was a good match. But now my question is, if Naito loses the IWGP belt, does he lose both of them? So that's that's you know now you put. Intercontinental in a situation where now it's not going to get defended unless it's defended with the IWGP World Belt. So, um, and Minoru Suzuki said they should distinguish it and they're not doing it, and that's the problem with the other side. He said, for example, the U.S. title should be defended in American soil, which is the U.S. IWGP title should be defended in the, in the, in the United States. The Intercontinental Belt should have been put with wrestlers coming from Australia, England, or United States. To wrestle the wrestler in, in New Japan, which is that's why it's called Intercontinental. The never open weight belt that should be uh, heavyweight challenging a junior, super junior, uh, and going against each other, and so and so. So there's a lot of confusion right now, I guess, in Minoru Suzuki's mind because the belts are not being distinguished, which is kind of true. I don't see a problem what's going on with New Japan, with the exception of the Intercontinental belt now being unified with the IWGP. A world belt. Now I don't know. They say it's not unified. They say he's double champion. Again, if Naito loses the IWGP belt, would he stay with the Intercontinental? Most likely, he probably will. But that's here there. And again, I don't doubt that New Japan Wrestling because New Japan Pro Wrestling always find a way to do a great show. You see, they sold out Wrestle Kingdom 14 for the two days that they had plus New Year's Dash. So they were able to do that. So. I don't see a problem with that at all, um, and they always plan two years ahead, so they got this stuff ahead of time, you know. Um, and if somebody don't show up, like right now, Lance Archer, right now, Lance Archer wrestled this weekend Warrior Wrestling, so he's in the states. Um, so 
they could work something around it. Now, Minoru Suzuki has not been happy with Japan in a while. Um, I'm surprised that he's still wrestling with them. Um, he has a couple of other shows coming up. Um, but that's something to see. I don't know. You figure he may not go to Noah because Noah right now just got bought by DDT. They don't know what's that going. So, it's a lot of stuff going on right now in the wrestling business, especially in New Japan. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyway. This is it, the Chokeslam uh, Wrestling Report. I just gave you the NXT review, which was a great show last night. Like I said, WWE should not touch NXT at all. Leave them alone. Let them build their own stuff. They're making you money. You keep dealing with the SmackDown and Raw garbage that you've been doing. But man, should not touch that at all. The XFL, well, supposedly, people said the XFL sucks. I, I saw a couple of uh, games or clips here and there. I know the New York Guardian uh, quarterback got benched after he was interviewed by an ESPN uh, analyst, and he mentions him about uh, they got to change the game plan because they were losing to DC, and he got benched. So I don't know if this is some kind of like this is a wrestling storyline because I won't put it McMahon. McMahon wants to make things stupid, but anyway, it is what it is, and um, I know that um, I really not. Looking forward to any of that crap. I'm just really, really tired of, of the WWE uh, as far as Raw and SmackDown. And it's funny because I try to get away from WWE, but I go back to NXT. So right now, I like NXT. I always, I always like the NXT. Uh, they, 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 they got a good brand, and, and they should have. They should, McMahon should just step down, give everything to Triple H. That's what I gotta say about that. But. Um, but it was a good show, and hopefully, you know, we'll see. Remember, this Wednesday, we have, and I'm sure I think Pac versus Kenny Omega this week. And I believe they have the cage match at AEW Dynamite this week between Cody Rose and Warlow. That storyline keeps getting better and better, so that's going to be good. Um, so if look forward to that this Wednesday, which I'll be reviewing on Thursday. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. So. That's it, guys. Thank you for listening to my, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, The Ultimate One. Again, you guys can listen to me in uh, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Plus, so Google Play, Google whatever podcast, whatever. I always say Google Plus, but it's Google Podcast and Google Play. Find me there. You can find me in, um, like I said, Art, the Anchor. Anchor um, podcast. I'm all over the place, guys. Um, I also got a YouTube channel called the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, which is my wrestling podcast in there. I just put a video this past Saturday. Why is the WWE continue bringing legends to Bullstick TV ratings? And some troll came out and said, oh, you just answered your question. But you got to listen to my opinion and my feedback on why are they doing it? There's stuff on the TV ready, but the nostalgia is over. But anyway, um, so you can check that out. I uh, just put the video there Saturday. You go check the link on top of my YouTube channel page. You see my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you click and you get on information plus the anchor uh, link is in there where you can listen to all my audio podcasts, the one that I'm speaking on right now. Um, again, I want to thank all my supporters and everybody who I have reached. I have reached places in, in the world that I am very, very humble about. I just got 
I think Czechoslovakia was one of them, and I believe I just got the Netherlands. So if the Netherlands are listening to this, shout out to you guys. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Puerto Rico, Australia, United Kingdom, Canada, Ireland. It's one of the many places I have reached. And again, I thank everybody for the support. And hopefully, you know, if we could, could keep growing and bringing the fan base to a larger, larger a base. You know, so you guys could listen to all my wrestling rumors and news. And again, thank you very much. Till then, guys, I'll see you Thursday with the AEW review. Until then, have a good day.